As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Insights and Perspectives. I'm your host, Joseph Rodriguez, discussing books and topics on entrepreneurship and personal development. These audios are extracts from my YouTube channel. You can download a copy of the mind map used in the video or check out my other videos by going over to josephrodriguez.com. The 7-Day Mental Diet by Emmett Fox. These are my 2022 interpretations. We are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Now, awareness plays an important role in our journey to realizing our visions. We have the ability to be aware at any moment that we are identifying with certain thinking patterns. As we've been discussing, the highest cause is found within. It is what we identify with, or we could say, what we say I am too. I am. Since we also think in images, and images represent thousands of words, when we return back to the vision in our imagination and dwell in it, we feel that there's a change. We fuse with it. Now this change is a mental, or we can say a spiritual one, we know that something has changed. And although the world might look the same, we notice that we start to think, behave, and experience the world more, we would say, aligned with our vision. Now, in Sunday's video, we spoke of thinking feelingly. Feeling, or sensation, allows us to identify what state of mind we are in. Now this process, having worked with it for a number of years, has brought forth a number of realizations, and I want to share them with you as we go through the seven-day mental diet. And I want to relate it to what I just mentioned here. So he says, the most important of all factors in your life is the mental diet on which you live. It is the food which you furnish to your mind that determines the whole character of your life. It is the thoughts you allow yourself to think, the subjects that you allow your mind to dwell upon, which make you and your surroundings what they are. So let's dive a little deeper into this quote. He says, It is the thoughts that you allow yourself to think. So all day long, we can have thousands and thousands of different thoughts. 
the focus of the mental diet, the seven-day mental diet, is to allow certain thoughts to pass, such as maybe thoughts of believing that the power is in the external world, like looking for approval, validation, judging ourselves, judging others, putting on an act or a persona, overthinking. Perhaps those kinds of thinking patterns, when identified with, bring us into certain states of mind in which how we emotionally relate our behaviors and our experiences reflect our thinking, and this represents the dwelling upon that he refers to. He also says thought is the real causative force in life. There is no other. And to get even more specific, what we say I am too, what we identify with in relation to thought. A person can say, I have the ability to produce success in whatever area of my life. They're essentially identifying with the possibility that they can. A person may say to themselves, I realize that everything works out in my favor. They're essentially saying I am too, although they might not be using those words. We go deeper into it. But they're identifying with that thought process. And thus they feel the mood or the experience change, as he says, in relation to moods. Yes, you can choose your moods, indeed. If you could not, you would have no real control of your life at all. Moods habitually entertained produce the characteristic disposition of the person concerned, and it is his disposition that finally makes or mars a person's happiness. So, what we're really talking about here is developing a heightened degree of awareness. Now, one of the things that can be very beneficial for us to help us with the seven-day mental diet is to ensure that we are putting together a meditation practice or something similar to that. For me personally, I've been meditating since 2008, 20 minutes a day, sometimes twice a day. And I follow a process in which I'm going to link to a video. It's called Vipassana. And this process has been what I've used all throughout the years, which has allowed me to develop a heightened degree of awareness of any kind of thought processes that I am identifying with. And this seven-day mental diet has also contributed to it because it allows us to go through a process of seven days, conscious awareness for seven days. He says, then this is the real key to life. If you change your mind, your conditions must change too. Your body must change. Your daily work or other activities must change. Your home must change. The color tone of your whole life must change. For whether you be habitually happy and cheerful or low-spirited and fearful depends entirely on the quality of the mental food upon which you diet yourself. Please be very clear about this. If you change your mind, your conditions must change too. Now, if you've been a student of my programs or been a subscriber for this channel for an extended period of time or even 
have worked with this information, you will know exactly what it is that he's referring to. Although a person might have not been as conscious about this, and that's why it's important to return back to the seven-day mental diet. And for me, it's really become a way of life. So what started as the seven-day mental diet became, you could say, a way of life. Just like, for example, if someone goes on a food-based diet, you know, they eat a certain way, for whatever the reason may be, their goals or how they decide to eat. Eventually, through the repetition of eating that way, it becomes the way that they just eat. That's how they are. And what they will notice that it is resonant to how they really want to be. So that's what we're looking for here is really the revelation of how we really want to live. Now, we have thousands upon thousands of thoughts that float in our mind for whatever the reason may be. And a number of those thoughts represent who you really are. You feel resonant with them. And a number of them, we don't feel resonant with them. Again, go back to the discussion we had on Sunday's video, Thinking Feelingly, so that we can recognize the importance of picking the thoughts to identify with, which you get better at with practice, what we say I am too, that are really resonant to how we really want to be. Now, this may be challenging in the earlier stages of the journey. Certainly, it was for me. And perhaps at some point, I thought of it as an impossibility. Couldn't be done. But I can assure you that by working with this information, I became better at doing this. And I can catch myself if I find that I'm going to react or identify with a thought process. I can catch myself in that moment and then allow that thinking to be. I'm not judging it. I'm allowing it to be. And we identify then with the thought process that would be ideal for me. My schedule, the day-to-day -day journey, is you could say back-to-back. -back. I've got a lot of things lined up in my calendar from morning all the way till evening. However, these are the things that I actually want to do. I genuinely want to do these things. And the thing about it is the thought processes that show up that I could identify with, certain we could say negative thinking, I recognize that by identifying with those thought processes, I will carry it into the very things that I love to do and express accordingly. What I want is to express how I really want to be in all the work that I do whether it's relating with others, putting together these videos, or doing anything on the day-to-day -day journey. This is very important to me. And if you're an artist, or you're an entrepreneur, or anybody doing anything for that matter, can benefit from having this ability, which you develop by working with the seven-day mental diet. So, these are three important conditions. And by the way, the seven-day mental diet, we've discussed it in a few videos. I'll put the links in the description to the few videos in which we discussed it. We're just going a little deeper into it, and I'm just reflecting upon more experiences and insights and perspectives, which, if they resonate with you, I trust it can be helpful for you to not only apply the seven-day mental diet, but allow this to become a way of life.
This will allow you to maintain flow, get into the flow and maintain it. One of the things I talk about in my flow series, I recommend you watch it, is the flow breakers. And he says something very powerful in regards to the flow breakers, which we'll touch on first, but then we'll get into the three-step process or my consolidation of his process into three parts to keep it in consideration. He says, it does not matter what thoughts may come to you provided you do not entertain them. It is in the entertaining or dwelling upon them that matters. Some of them will drift into your mind of their own accord seemingly. Other negative thoughts will be given to you by other people, either in conversation or by their conduct, or you will hear disagreeable news, perhaps by letter or telephone, or you will see crimes and disasters announced in the newspaper headlines. Now, if we go a little deeper into this, and I recommend watching the video I did on auto-suggestion, I'll put a link in the description to it, in which I discuss some of the important components from William Walker Atkinson's book. See, it's our interpretation internally in relation to these things. Whatever information is presented to you, there is only one interpreter within ourselves. And to keep this very simple, we can choose to identify with certain interpretations within in relation to news, information that is here, five sensory experience, let's say. Or we don't have to. The power is, always was, and always will be within. And so let's go back to the process here. And then we'll dive deeper into it with further insights. So the seven-day mental diet essentially is, and I've narrowed it down here into three steps. Number one is to make up your mind that you're going to devote one week solely to the task of building a new habit of thought. And during that week, let everything in life be unimportant as compared with that because the changes originate in mind within and express themselves as the behaviors. The body, the environment, is an expression of mind. It moves in accordance to law. Number two, for seven days, you must not allow yourself to dwell for a single moment on any kind of negative thought. First of all, and this is very important, what do I mean by negative thinking? Well, a negative thought is any thought of failure, disappointment, trouble, criticism, spite, jealousy, condemnation of others, self-condemnation, any thought of sickness, accident, or in short, any kind of limitation or pessimistic thinking. Allow it to pass. Allow it to be. Keep into consideration what we've been discussing when we work with the law of polarity from the Kabbalion. I'll put a link in the description to the Kabbalion video. Let the negative thoughts be. Allow them to pass. We can give way to thoughts. We can actually do this. As mentioned, thousands and thousands of thoughts could show up in our mind. This goal is not to try to be controlling and overthinking in relation to this process. Just to the best of our ability, allow ourselves to identify with the thoughts that are in harmony with our goals and our visions. 
and allow the negative or pessimistic thoughts to pass. This is an exercise. This is a process which will eventually become a way of life. Lovingly let them be. That way we don't find ourselves reacting because in the law of polarity, we realize we can polarize ourselves or we could say react to any kind of thinking pattern. And we have the power to depolarize ourselves or not react to certain thought processes within. And the practice of this is powerful and you will get better and better at doing this as you practice it. Realize that there are infinite thoughts and thus infinite ways of doing things and infinite variations and so forth. And this will also help us release from dogmatic thinking, certain absolutist perspectives, and allow us to have more of a fluidity of mind. We release from mental rigidity. So thoughts in relation to needing approval from the external, the validation from the external, recognizing anyways that all approval and validation is found within. Certainly you can give the temporary idea that you can find it in the external, but once a person becomes dependent on it, perhaps they will have recurring thoughts looking for the approval and validation in the external. Same is to be said about putting on a persona. See, all this information is really designed to reveal who you really are and allow yourself to be and express accordingly. These are true inherent attributes within yourself, usually discovered within childhood, that we want to allow ourselves to be expressing. And so number three, he says, you must be quite clear that what this calls for is that you shall not entertain or dwell upon negative things. Note this carefully. So he really emphasizes this, and I'm also emphasizing it in the videos. It is not the thoughts that come to you that matter, but only such of them as you choose to entertain and dwell upon. So let's emphasize that again. It is not the thoughts that come to you that matter, but only such of them as you choose to entertain and dwell upon. Now here's the beautiful thing. If you've got a goal, a vision, keep into consideration what Earl Nightingale said in The Strangest Secret. He said, Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And then the moment that you had committed to your vision or success, that you at that moment are a success. At that moment right there. So that's then you're on the journey to realizing the vision. You have ideas, hunches, goals, things that you got to do each day that you know you got to do. My thing is to just commit to those tasks, those projects, those initiatives. That's it. And just remain committed to it. This allows me to do this seven-day mental diet. As mentioned now, it's become a way of life. A lot easier because my mind, and we were talking about this also in Sunday's video, the two gifts we were given in reference to the Hermetica, speech and mind, are deeply engaged in what I am doing. There's very little room for drifting or thinking about certain thought processes because I am in a deep stage of flow, which we refer to as autotelic. So by maintaining the flow, 
And doing that, it's a lot easier to maintain this seven-day mental diet. Now, if a thought shows up in your mind, a negative thought, remember, it's the dwelling upon it. Just let it pass. You get better at it with practice. Let it pass. If you maintain flow, it's easier to observe because you have a heightened degree of awareness. It's easier to observe while you're in flow if you identify with a thought process. And what I have found is the observation is really at a feeling level. It's like I can feel a thought process about to show up in which I could identify with it. And then it seems like automatically I'm able to then choose the thought processes that will be ideal. So again, we get better at it with practice by applying this. So to keep this simple... We say, okay, in the seven-day mental diet, our goal is to allow thoughts to pass, allow them to be, and identify with the thoughts that are in harmony and in contribution to our vision. They're the ones that bring forth a certain mood or are in resonant with our creative expression, our innovation, how we want to live, and so forth. And if we have a negative thought, we'll notice that we're identifying with it because we will start to feel ourselves in a different mood. And at that moment, we can say, well, we might be identifying with a certain thought process. I will simply think of something else. Or I will go back to what I'm doing and deeply engage in what I'm doing. The next thing, the one thing that I'm working on right now, that's where I'm going to focus on. Now, what we're really doing when we're developing this ability is we're allowing ourselves to creatively express. So what I mentioned earlier, I'm committed to all the things that I do each day, all throughout the day. And I have a schedule and it's all planned out in my calendar and there's a whole bunch of things that I'm involved with. None of this is done from a place of force. None of this is done from a place of overthinking. As a result of working with this information, it's easier for me then to be aware of what I had mentioned. And I don't remember which video I mentioned it in. I've mentioned it a number of times. To observe, let's say, in my business journey, if something can be automated, delegated, or eliminated as far as my business goes, because... I notice that those are the things that when I take those steps, it is easier for me to maintain my flow and thus what is being discussed here as a way of life. And as a result, it's easier for me to form decisions, make decisions, to release from overthinking. I'm able to go back to the awareness and from there consciously choose what I say I am too in relation to whatever it is that I'm doing. And all of this happens automatically when you're in a deep stage of flow. So that's the power. So again, let's uh, recap. Make up your mind that for one week, you're going to devote yourself to applying the seven-day mental diet. Now I'm going to put a link in the description to the original text of the seven-day mental diet, as well as my other videos, to help you with this. 
And then the goal of the seven-day mental diet is to not allow yourself to dwell on negative thoughts. It's okay if the negative thoughts are there. Don't need to suppress them, fight them. I just let it be. I don't shame it. I don't criticize it. I don't condemn it. I allow it to be. Now, if I find a persistent thought process that that may indicate that I have a certain belief system or paradigm or perspective that I'm persistently identifying with, then I would consider doing the subconscious mind work to change that within myself. So if the process, so the seven-day mental diet, seems like a challenge, he also encourages starting it again and again. Not to shame ourselves or to beat ourselves up psychologically if we keep dwelling in on negative thoughts when we start this diet. Just see this as a way of life. Start it again the next day. And I can assure you, who used to overthink a lot and constantly identify with certain thinking patterns which used to bring me into deep stages of condemnation of myself, self-condemnation and self-criticism, that this process has proved itself to be the thing that allowed me to no longer have those experiences. So as mentioned, one of the things that can be helpful for this is to also include a meditation practice. Because in my years of meditating, I found that meditation allowed me to practice a heightened degree of returning back to the cause within as well as observation of thought processes that I'm identifying with. And as we mentioned all throughout our discussions, these thought processes, and there's thousands of thoughts a person can have, but the identification with or what we say I am too can bring us into different states of mind. And then when we're in those different states of mind, we notice we behave differently. And we might not like how we behave, or we would say we're not expressing authentically if we're an artist or if you're a, a musician. You might not find that you're playing the musical instrument as flow-based as you'd like. Anything involving communication, leadership, you'll find that you might be trying to be someone, putting on a persona, or condemning the person, condemning yourself in your own mind thus creating unnecessary friction rather than going into a place of understanding. So a few things to keep into consideration during the process of the seven-day mental diet. He says, suppose your whole world seems to rock on its foundations. Let it rock. And when the rocking is over, the pitcher will have resembles itself into something much nearer to your heart's desires. So we always share this. Follow your heart and intuition. One of my favorite quotes from the Steve Jobs commencement speech, follow your heart and intuition. Everything else is secondary. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. Now it seems, and from my own experience, that following this process actually allows you to apply that piece of advice. And so he says, the above point is vitally important and rather subtle. Do you not see that the very dwelling upon these difficulties is in itself a negative thought 
which has probably thrown you off the diet? The remedy is not, of course, to deny that your world is rocking in appearance. So this is not to fight against the external world or the five sensory experience. He says, but to refuse to take the appearance for the reality. The reality is the way of thinking in relation to, and that's the transformative factor, what we say I am to inside. And so what we want to do is bring ourselves to a place where we can observe what we are saying I am to, and this allows us to do this. And to bring this back into focus, so what we're really trying to do is not change ourselves to be someone that we're not as a result of identifying with thinking patterns that we would label as negative, because that's really labels within. And if we go deeper and beyond those labels, what we're really saying is how do we really want to be versus how do we not want to be? That's what we're tuning into when we apply the seven-day mental diet because we're really identifying with the thought processes that are resonant to how we really want to be. Or we could say in relation to our goals, our visions, and what we aspire to achieve. And one of the most important aspects of the seven-day mental diet, so much so that I want to conclude this video with this point, but I also want to include, after the conclusion, a auto-suggestion to contribute on your seven-day mental diet. And as mentioned, although this is a seven-day mental diet, see it as a way of life, and it will become a way of life. As you notice that your self-image has changed, or more accurately put, you become how you really want to be. So when we say change, it's really becoming who you really want to be. Because you will always identify with, in this seven-day mental diet, with the thought processes that even if we remove the labels of positive or negative that are in resonant with how you really want to be. And you won't identify with the thought processes that are not in resonance with who you really want to be. He says, judge not according to appearances, but judge righteous judgment. So let's go ahead and conclude this with an auto-suggestion to encourage. We say, I have the ability to observe and allow myself to identify with the thoughts and thinking patterns that are in harmony with how I really am and how I really want to live. This becomes easier each day, and I find myself living this way, allowing myself to express and recognize that I am transcendent to the thoughts and thus have the ability to choose the thought processes that I identify with as I automatically identify with the thought processes that are in harmony and in contribution to my vision from the perspective of peace, love, and flow. You've been listening to Insights and Perspectives, discussing books and topics on entrepreneurship and personal development. These audios are extracts from my YouTube videos. You can download a copy of my mind map or check out my other videos by going over to josephrodriguez.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 